Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 36. My name is Matt, and I'm joined today by Tom. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tom. <laughs> and Travis. Hey, Matt. Hey, Travis. <laughs> hey, Travis. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. <laughs> uh, so we are here today to talk about Deadpool 2, the sequel to the 2016 smash hit starring uh, Ryan Reynolds as the Merc with a Mouse, as they call him. We're also going to be talking about Tully, the new film from uh, reteaming uh, Jason Reitman, Diablo Cody, and Charlie's Charlie's Theron. Their own. I never know how to Theron, pronounce Theron. it. Theron. Okay, that's what I thought. We're going to go with that. So we'll be talking about Tully. Uh, before we get into our reviews, uh, I had a housewarming party last night. Tom was co- too cool to be there, but Travis I had there. other obligations. That's you true. know, I would have been there You're off if the I could have. Just like the party off the hook. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a rager as per usual. There were a lot of people there in that house, but I have way more space yeah. than my old place. So yeah, it worked out. Broken the new living space. Mm-hmm. I was uh, out of commission for a bit. I uh, well, you rally. I rallied later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't really drink that much, but I uh, someone was passing around uh, some of the devil's grass. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Took Cross devil's lettuce. I think. took a hit of that. That was. Yeah. Wait, what? What'd you say? I've never heard the devil's grass. Devil's grass? No. Yeah, devil's lettuce. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same thing. You guys know what I'm talking about. Pot. Um, pot. <laughs> weed. We're talking about weed, guys. <laughs> um, and then I smoked a cigarette. And while I was outside smoking a cigarette, I got the wobbles, you know, uh-huh. where you're just like going back and forth, trying to stand up straight. I was just like, oh my God, everyone's, everyone's looking at me. And then I felt kind of sick. So I went downstairs and I hid in my bedroom. And then I hid down there. For rested for like an hour and a half, <laughs> and then uh, I came back. Reemerged. Reemerged. Uh, but it was a good time. It's good to see everybody. Good. How how did you fare, Travis? I did all right. Yeah? I spent most of the night talking to Scott about Dunkirk, and then I convinced him to watch Good Time. Oh man! Next time Travis I see Scott, ever. it was a deep dive. Next time I Dunkirk. see Scott, I need to tell him he has an exact doppelganger who I think works. Well, he works in my building now. I see him at Starbucks like every morning for the last two weeks. Oh, and yeah? I'm just like, oh my God. He's even like Scott's height and everything. It's it's uncanny. That's crazy. I know. I need to get a pick on the down low. I almost <laughs> asked him if he had a brother named Scott. Like it was that close. He has a brother, but he doesn't look that much like Scott. So mm-hmm. also his work there. He wants to come back on the pod though. Scott does? Yep. Happy to have him. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Again, a retrospective (laughs) one year anniversary. (laughs) That's probably next month, huh? That came out in June, didn't it? I think Uh, so. June or July. End of June, I think. Was it July? I don't really remember, but uh, no. It was unremarkable. Yeah. Very very unremarkable. Came and went. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the wrong word to use. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else has been going on with you guys? Want to give us a quick uh, NBA playoffs update? Yeah, well, tonight the Warriors and the Rockets are going to be playing Game Three. Mm-hmm. They're tied one-one. They uh, they both handed each other some pretty uh, pretty I don't know pretty good losses, you know. Uh, so this is going to be a real slugfest, I think. It's getting super physical, super chippy. Love that. Is it in Houston? It's in Houston now. So they got no, 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 no. It's in Golden State. That's right. Houston had. Uh, had uh, home court advantage, so they played the first two in in Houston. Next two are in Golden State. Mm, okay, yeah. and then they do one one one, right? Is that how the NBA yeah. does it? Okay. Yeah. 
a lot of travel for those players. But <laughs> great ratings. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get it to go to seven games, that's a yeah. <laughs> that's the angle. Are the Celtics still uh, stomping the, the Cavs? <sighs> They're still up two one, but they got whooped last night. Oh, did they? Yeah, badly. So LeBron's not backing down. No, he has a three and zero record when he's trailing two games to one. He's won all three of the series. He's been in that situation. I think, I don't know. That's what I saw. Some some infographic on ESPN. So that's going to be exciting as well. It's it's a good time to be a fan. You guys, it's yeah. not too late. You still have a couple more weeks. I would like to that's watch true. some of the Rocket series. I think that yeah. would be fun. Well, they play at five, so we're going to have to cut this short. I'll just put it on mute in the <laughs> oh, background. <God. laughs> uh, what about you, Travis? You just got your new TV. Yep. All still set up now, right? and stuff, yeah. Put it up this morning. Uh, 65-inch TCL, mm-hmm. 4K, UHD, HDR, all that good stuff. That Roku life, me and Travis. I like that remote. It's pretty it's nice. So it's nice. quick, very yeah. responsive. The UI. But Unbeatable. I do I do want to like set up a 4K movie and then a non-4K movie on my old TV and see how much of a difference it is. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to yourself. Because it looked cool, but I was like... Don't do that to yourself. This, but I still need to maybe mess around with the settings a bit, too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't messed around with them. Did you turn the HDR on? Because yeah, I had to turn it on. on. Okay, I'll let you borrow my Dunkirk 4K, and then you can do a, a yeah. side by side comparison. Although sweet. it's probably not that fair because your other TV is like eight years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it still looks good, but right. So yeah, what happens overall, when you happy. what happens when you do it and your old TV looks better? No, it definitely won't look better. <laughs> I just want to see the jump, like how big of a jump it is. You're probably not going to be able to that much of a difference. Like Chelsea coming into the living room and you just like fuming and try, like replaying scenes and trying to, <laughs> trying to convince yourself that the new TV looks better. I got the manual laid out on yeah. the floor. <laughs> this, this one looks better, right? Right? Yeah. looks better. Manual on the floor, YouTube tutorial on the table next to I did do table next this morning, him. though. I was like, this looks good, right? <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I took tomorrow off, and I'm going to oh break that bad boy in. <laughs> wow. Sweet. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into our first review? Um, something really quick. Mm. I had a, a bit of a brunch experience today where the wait staff was just completely incapable of handling a party of like 15. Cause That's there were a pretty two, big party. Yeah, but there were two tables, and their whole thing was like we had two guests that were in town that everybody's there for. And so they're like going from table to table to kind of talk because otherwise it's like two people sitting by themselves. And they just like would not take our order because they couldn't figure out the seating. And so then they like gave us the whole the whole spiel about about seat numbers and how they need to run out the food and all. And it's like, oh, my God, we know how fucking food running works. (laughs) Like figure it out. Is this your second day on the job? Like this is not an unusual circumstance. I think. Somebody said it was just like the Seattle passive aggressive thing that made that situation so much worse than it needed <laughs> to be. But it was very unpleasant. I'm not going to name the bar because the food was good and I like the bar, but just figure it out, people. It's not that hard. You should roll up with the, the crew 30 deep next time and see how they handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just felt like really unwelcome. They had to have powwows. We could tell what they were doing. They were like going in the corner and like, working it out and trying getting to figure game out plan who was, yeah getting there it was ridiculous it was just embarrassing honestly <laughs> should write a scathing yelp review 
But the drinks were good. I thought about it, but... Food was dope. <laughs> I've never... I don't think I even have a Yelp account. It's like, I don't have it in me. I was super into Yelp for, like, two months. Mm-hmm. I was one of those guys. Like, I would go out to eat, and I'd get home, and I'd get, get my fucking Yelp review up there. I'd go back and try it again and update my review and stuff. And I was like, well, this is... Why am I doing this? Who cares? Letterbox <laughs> is enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got enough, uh, enough app and profiles on in my life. I don't need another one. You didn't want to become Yelp Elite? No. <laughs> What's that get you? Nothing. It gets, like you get you a little badge. Yelp Elite badge <laughs> yeah. under your username. Hmm. Who doesn't want that? It's like that? Maybe your reviews show higher or something like that. Yeah. You remember the that Diamond app that you used to be able to get? Mm-mm. You had to pay $1,000 for it and it didn't do anything. It was just a little Diamond symbol. I do remember that. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a gimmicky thing, but, but it was like a sign it. of like status. Like if you actually like fucking bought that thing, it was like, but, uh, I mean, whoever made it up probably made like a few thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a little on icon them. on your phone. Yeah. yeah it's it's literally it. just like the little icon that you get for your, any application, except this one didn't do anything. Just a picture of a diamond. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. Definitely worth it. <laughs> just have to lock the screen on so that everybody sees it. It's the top left. Put it put it in the prime spot. Or just take a screenshot of like your app so that it's it background. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to address uh Laurel or Yanny? Tom? Sure. Let's let's dive in. Um I heard Yanny and then oh, no. I forced myself to listen and listen and listen until I got Laurel. Mm. And then I played it for Sarah and she said Yanny. And then I was like, no, 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 if you listen for it. And then I started to like prompt it with my own voice. I was like, Laurel. <laughs> what Laurel? <laughs> and then she was like, oh my God, I hear it. But then she was creeped out because she thought Laurel sounded scary. I feel like that would probably work better if you were just like, hey, listen to this. Rather than being like, okay, do you hear Laurel or Yanny? Yeah. You can just play it and then see what the person hears. Yeah. yeah. But I was really confused for like 30 seconds. I was like, this is literally just saying Yanny. Yeah. Weird. We're on the Laurel side. Both of you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We did it at work on the Friday check-in. Well, <laughs> have they, you heard was... all the, all the, I don't know, the science behind it and stuff? Yeah, it's like frequencies and pitch. Like some people pick up higher right. frequencies or whatever. So what's that say about me? I have younger ears? I've been to a lot of shows without <laughs> earplugs, so... Actually, but you that would might think, be it. You would think, though, I mean, it, it is someone took a recording it was like a vocabulary.com thing you know how you go to like dictionary.com or wherever and you click it and it'll say the word so you can hear how it's pronounced yeah I it was that. for laurel like that was the words that was but some people were hearing yanni or yanni whatever the fuck it is you don't even know because you've never no. heard it <laughs> well the new york times had that like uh they had like a slider version yeah. so you could change the frequencies and then you could adjust it to the to either side so you could do it like the the point was like see how far you have to adjust it before you can hear the other thing mm-hmm. i had to go all the way to the end to hear <laughs> <Danny>. <laughs> it was super high pitched anyway well i'm glad we uh resolved that issue so yeah. tom's a weirdo yep moving right along <laughs> no i'm in the majority of people actually no, it's laurel like 50 50 right well he's skewing slightly toward laurel but what yeah that's bullshit <laughs> 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 uh, all right wait royal wedding either of you you tune I in could not give less God, of a no. fuck about the royal <laughs> wedding <laughs> Not even any pictures? No. I don't I don't even know what the wife's name is. (laughs) What's her name? Meghan Markle. Megan. 
Okay. Uh, this is Harry or Han? What's the Harry and Yanny. what's the other one? Harry and Annie. <laughs> what's the other one? Prince uh, Harry and Prince Charming. <laughs> Katie, Kate, Kate Middleton's husband. Yeah, yeah. Prince. Another H name, right? Ali. Prince Abubu. <laughs> it's Prince Abubu, I think. <laughs> what the fuck is it? I don't Prince know. Prince Harold. Prince. Haley, can you chip in on this one? The other, the other royal, the royal prince fam. guy. Harry. Who's the other one? The one who got married first. The one who's married to Kate Middleton. Um, I thought he was like the one that people give a shit about. You got a laptop at your fingerprints. Is it Henry? Henry? Prince Henry? I'm I think that this. might be it. Shows how much we care about yeah, the right. situation over there in Britain. Prince huh? William. William. Oh. Yeah, course. good old Bill. Yeah. Willie. Willie uh, Wonka. Mm. Well, I didn't watch it, but. I did talk to a friend who I guess got home from like the bar and was about to go to sleep, but then turned on the TV and ended up watching the Royal Wedding. It's on at like six thirty in the morning. Right. That's what? Isn't it on at like an odd hour? Well, yeah, because of the time difference. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that the the official Royal beer had two Yakima Valley hops in it? No. Yeah. No, but. that's interesting you say that because my my friend was just in Spain traveling and he met these people who opened up a microbrewery and they were from the from the U.S. and he asked them where they got their hops and they're like, oh, Yakima Valley, have you heard of it? <laughs> yep, definitely have. It's crazy. <laughs> Everywhere gets their hops from there. Yeah, it's like I think something like eighty percent of the world's hops come from the Yakima Valley. That might be a little high, but a no, lot, no, that's a what lot I've heard. of the hops, yeah, that's what I've heard. Cool. All right. Fun facts. You guys ready to do this thing? Let's do it. All right. We are going to be talking about Deadpool 2. We got a clip. Let's listen in. You want to die? This kid's adorable. I don't know why I packed the hollow points. I'll burn your balls off. Did you just say hollow points? Yeah. Probably should have brought a super soaker. (laughs) Hi there. Stay back or Justin Bieber dies. (laughs) Justin Bieber. He called you Justin Bieber. (laughs) Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's, let's not do... Whatever that is, okay? Let's just talk. It's it's Russell, right? Fire fist. Fire fist. Ooh, that's a great name. Where does it burn? Just the fist or all the way up to the elbow? Oh, oh, definitely all the way up to the elbow. Come quietly or there will be trouble. All right. Deadpool 2 is directed by David Leach, who is uh, one half of the directing team behind the first John Wick film. And this guy also directed uh, Atomic Blonde. Film stars Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, uh, Morena Baccarin, Zazie Beetz, some other people in here too. TJ Miller. Uh, plot synopsis reads foul-mouthed mutant mercenary wade wilson aka deadpool brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy of supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling mutant cable tom you're gonna go first on this one mm-hmm. what did you think of deadpool dose i thought the deadpool do was uh <laughs> fine but mostly underwhelming. I liked a few things about it quite a bit. Like I liked some of the um, the aesthetics. I thought that Cable looked really cool, mainly because I think Josh Brolin looks really cool. Such a cool guy. He's such a cool guy. Um, I liked uh, 
I liked a couple of the villains, but I thought the humor was a lot uh, less potent. You know, felt kind of kind of used up that whole angle. Um, I mean, they even repeat like basically the exact same joke from the first movie a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I also felt like it was too long. I don't know how long it was, but it felt really long. One hour and 59 minutes, so basically two hours. Yeah, I was pretty bored for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially in the first, say, like 20 to 30 minutes, I thought that movie was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I don't... Okay, so it starts with... Yeah, okay. It it tried to pack a lot of emotion into the opening 20 minutes or so. Right, which felt weird. Yeah, I, I don't... They looked like kind of undercut it with, you know, like... Everything some was undercut. Line. But still, <laughs> it was Everything. like... It was actually going for the emotional stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think right some after, of it was supposed to be sincere. But yeah, then, they, just... then they'd make a, a stupid joke. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Tom, hmm. how do you think I felt about this movie? I think you hated it. That is correct. Yeah. Despise Well, how, how did you feel about the first one? Uh... It was okay. It was cool. I thought people overreacted about it. Yeah. Like, it's like, settle down. We've seen a totally. radar movie before. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I think the most fun is probably like breaking the third wall or fourth, the fourth wall. wall. Fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> just the backstage, just kicking it out. <laughs> breaking the fourth wall uh, is, is kind of fun to a certain extent, but. Again, we've seen it that. It can be. This movie was just way too much. Like, yeah. there was a joke every nine seconds. This is like the worst version of Thor Ragnarok for me. <laughs> just self-aware, just constantly making fun of itself. Like, it pointing out that it's like lazy screenwriting. Like, that yeah. doesn't make it okay just because you're like addressing it in your movie. And it's also lazy screenwriting. Like, they, they make all these jokes about like superhero formula and yeah. all these references to like these cliches that you can find in superhero films. But this movie, like when you just look at like point A to point B, the structure of it, it's yeah. a fucking generic superhero movie. Yeah. Just because it's self-aware about it and it's cracking jokes, like it doesn't mean that you're not copying those same tropes. Yeah. And they're also like they made a mm-hmm. lot of those same jokes in the first movie. So you're just retreading the same territory. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This this was a slog for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I think so um, we saw it together. And I kept looking at my watch. Like, I was visibly annoyed, <laughs> like, the whole time. The Like, there were a couple parts that made me chuckle, but a lot of the humor was not even just, like, it didn't work for me. I felt like it was unfunny. Like, it yeah. was, there were a lot of jokes that I was just, like, rolling my eyes at, you know what yeah. I mean? Totally. And the jokes come so fast. Like, it's just rapid fire. Yeah, a lot of misses. <laughs> but it was almost exclusively misses. Yeah. Like, there were a couple things that I liked, but not enough to actually make me enjoy the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even, like, the actual story of the movie. Like, what was the point of this movie? It was yeah, so was sloppy. there was no, like, threat, really, or any, like, stakes. What were the, yeah, what were the stakes here? Like, I mean, do we want to talk about who the, the villain is in the movie? I don't really know. Do we want to get into spoilers? I mean, it, it did kind of just change like throughout the movie, and it was pretty messy. <laughs> yeah, it was messy. I, I don't know. They just, I mean, I've complained about the emotional elements in Marvel movies before, particularly with the Avengers, but this one's even worse because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like, why, why even try? I don't know. What kind of audience experience are you going for? Because um, I didn't get either. You know, I didn't get like the fun that was hilarious 
you know, kick in the pants kind of thing, or the oh shit, I feel bad for Deadpool kind of thing either. So yeah, yeah it failed on both of those fronts. I think. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the movie was the parachute sequence. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was cool. It was funny too. Yeah, the way it was ended. And... Yeah, I mean, I didn't have like a, a terrible time. Again, I was I was pretty bored. It felt long. But, yeah, for sure. Um, some of the the action scenes weren't very fun, but I liked. I don't want to spoil it, but um, Zaz, what's her name? Zazie. See, the actress's name. Yeah, yeah. She anyway. plays. Um, what's the lucky character? Or luck. <laughs> uh domino yeah. okay so you said it. yeah domino her <laughs> domino. superpower is luck yeah and even though that's probably one of the examples of like lazy screenwriting or whatever i actually i thought that was kind of fun her first sequence was was kind of neat you know or they're demonstrating like her her power yeah or whatever yeah um so that was kind of cool but there's some pretty bad cg in this movie especially towards the end did you notice that at all um like with the fire and stuff the fire looks terrible yeah i wasn't impressed at all and some of the proportions were off i feel like when it went digital yeah yeah and for this being the john wick atomic blonde guy like i don't think any of the action sequences were that exciting like even when deadpool and cable were doing hand-to-hand stuff it was really slow not like slow-mo it was just like i don't know kind of boring yeah and yeah Mm-hmm. Cable did look cool, but I feel like he didn't yeah. really do anything that cool in the movie. No, he just like shows up. We don't really know. You don't what learn his... anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and then we we find out. Oh, he's here to do this. Yeah, and, and that's, then that's it. it. Like, and then they do that, and it's like, oh, you know, very yeah. shallow. <laughs> oh God, it was a, it was a waste of Josh Brolin. I think I wanted to get I wanted him to get out like an electric whip, like in uh, Iron Man Two <laughs> or something. That would have been dope. He didn't even, he didn't really have any good lines. Like he was fine in it but the character itself was just like why do they need to have him in the movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so that was kind of a disappointment uh i will say i did like the uh they had like a james bond like parody opening that i thought was pretty funny i see, i enjoyed that i thought that was like that was kind of clever like as far as the jokes and the, yeah. the gags go that was you know on its cool. own i would have enjoyed that but it came right after this like emotional moment where they're trying to make you feel something and then That's they true. make a whole joke out of it and then i was like what is this movie doing it's all over the place yeah the opening up with the like the fanning cream cheese spreaders or whatever they are the what? The thing that he throws that sticks in the next to the door. Oh uh, yeah, and he's like, didn't oh, he say it's God, a cream cheese spreader? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fans out like <laughs> like fucking feathers or yeah. something would. <laughs> so that was okay. Um, Ryan Reynolds was you know fine. It's just the material in the movie was was just bad. And he was he was one of the writers on this movie. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Yeah, I've never really been a big fan of him. This also just further cements the fact that Ryan Gosling is better than Ryan Reynolds and anyone <laughs> Was who that doesn't ever think a so. Yeah. My ex and her group of friends, they love Ryan Reynolds. And I used to get into arguments with them all the time because they were like, oh, Ryan Gosling's just a little baby face bitch. He's mopey. What year are we talking? Like like last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> What? I feel like the tables have turned mm. and it's not even a contest. People love no, people love Ryan Reynolds. People love Deadpool. This movie is getting yeah, like, pretty good true. reviews and the audience is loving it too. I don't know. I don't get it. It was such a slog for me. Like there were a couple moments I enjoyed, but I was actively like anno- like I said, annoyed by yeah. the experience. It was five it was minutes just too in, much. I knew it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
and I'm every, trying everyone to. Was, I mean, it was we went to like a ten o'clock screening, but mm-hmm. the people next to me were falling asleep. Chelsea was falling asleep. <laughs> like, yeah, I was I bored out of my mind. Oh, okay, matinee, ten forty. There you go. Bushy <laughs> hair and bright eyes, just ready to soak it in. Uh huh. Ice cold Coca Cola, ready mm-hmm. to go. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no hot dog this time. No, no. The Coca Cola has become my staple. I actually. Um, mm. Uh, I tried cream soda because... Had you ever had cream soda before? No, no, I had, but uh, we were at... Where were we? We were at like the farmer's market or something. I saw somebody with a cream soda and I was like, oh, you know, it was like Henry Winards or whatever. And I was like, damn, I haven't had a cream soda in like seven years. I really want one. It's too sweet. And then, yeah, and then we were at this movie and and it was a mug brand too. So it was like probably extra, extra sweet. Oh, yeah. 500 grams filled up this big old you know cup with cream soda and i get in and we're sitting down for the like the trailer i take two sips and i'm like i can't do this walk all the way back out just pour it in the garbage and fill it up (laughs) which i mean come on coca-cola is not exactly a dry drink no but (laughs) But compared to to mug cream soda it was like health food even root beer is a little too a little too sweet for me i like a good root beer yeah i'm not a big fan of root beer what it's okay occasionally but yeah no i'm not a big root beer guy i feel like yeah cream soda is one of those like small quantities like a 12 ounce can or less and you're satisfied you want a sip of someone else's it has to be a classy one you know it's got to come in that that henry it's got to be henry weiner it's basically i did drink one time it was caramel vodka and cream soda it was pretty bomb but it that was sounds like super sweet it sounds like pinnacle whipped and root beer <laughs> or no yeah pinnacle yeah, whipped and root beer. Right. yeah it's like root beer flow that's that's all days. <laughs> um new pet peeve of mine that has always been a pet peeve but i only just recognized it for what it is is when you go to the movie theater and you know what size of a drink you want but you have to guess what they call it because <laughs> it's like can i get a small oh our small smallest is a large okay <laughs> fuck you give me your smallest one and then they like hold up three and they're like which one do you want i hate it it's like, so stupid i just told you which one i want <laughs> and they then start calling it like a regular like they don't have small uh, yeah and then like but for 20 cents you can get a, a gargantuan one they got our upcharge yeah uh anyway don't fill that yeah. with cream soda <laughs> Deadpool 2. Yeah. Have we said everything we need to say about it? I, I don't really have that much more to say about it. Like, honestly, like, there's I don't some even stuff really at the end that's worth that much. Worth complaining about, but. <laughs> well, they would be like spoilers. Know. Yeah, I mean, we could do a, a real brief spoiler discussion. Even just the so end sequence that. wasn't that cool. Like, the big. No, like it was, was kind of lame. Yeah, well, let's lame. let's talk about it a little bit. So let's let's give our star ratings, and then we'll just spend a couple of minutes and just talk about some Oof. some some uh, set pieces. Uh, it's gonna be a one and a half for me. Whoa! Mm-hmm. I gave it a three and a half because I didn't hate it as much as you guys. This conversation has brought me down to a three, <laughs> but I don't think it's a one and a half. Do you think this is better than Kingsman Two? Uh, you get Kingsman yeah. 2 like a 2 or something. Yeah, Kingsman it's better than Kingsman better 2. Movie. It's definitely a better movie. No, it's not. It's funnier. The John stuff alone is better than Deadpool <laughs> The action too. sequences are better. It's not a great movie by any means, but... That movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one and a half. Travis? I gave Thor Ragnarok one and a half, so I feel like this has to be at least a one, if not a half star. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, one star. Hmm. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about that's non-spoilery. 
all the music moments, the ironic music moments, fuck off. Not yeah. Funny. Yeah. No, and it's I been feel done like, so many times. Dude, the people in the crowd, like, it was the same laugh every Yeah, it got it got it a reaction. It was every like time. a laugh track almost. Like every time the song started, the you same mean the... laughs occurred in the theater. I'm just like, This is the eighth time the we're snowman? doing this. No, just all the like ironic, like like oh. sappy songs during oh, like right. you know, serious moments or like action moments and Yeah. Another Awful. slow-mo action scene to Awful. some stupid song. This guy overdoes it with the music. Yeah, Tonic he did the same thing in the Tonic Blonde, too. Too, yeah. too much. This guy's out of control. <laughs> it's all about it Chad. Yeah, That's the other... What's his last name? The other John Wick guy? Chad something? Chad. It's like some like Liebervitz Fon. I love Liebervitz Fon. Okay, so we'll just spend a couple minutes getting into spoiler stuff. So if you haven't seen Deadpool Tool yet tool deadpool tool it was then don't go ahead and check the show notes go ahead Um, and skip it yeah the the climax of the film was super lame like juggernaut okay so juggernaut who is an x-men villain Mm. is the bad guy in this movie do you know who played him or is Uh, he the bad guy it was ryan reynolds ryan reynolds did the voice of him oh really he's not the bad oh my god juggernaut there is no bad guy the bad guy is the dude that they pretend is a pedophile, pedophile right. but he's actually just a child abuser. How about family dog? Wait, what? Oh, that guy at the school. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't even really have a clear cut villain because that's a he's barely in the movie. Yeah, he's and, like yeah, but they they, they stop Juggernaut. I don't even fucking remember how this movie ends. Doesn't it end with them like stopping Juggernaut? Well, they throw him in that pool and electrocute yeah. him, but yeah. it shows him like sort of moving around at the end, like he's not dead. That was so lame. Okay, but what I want to talk about is the whole, the ending of the movie where they uh, repair the time thing. Oh, oh he goes, he fixes. Yeah. I'm so glad they fast forwarded that. If we had to watch that again, I was going to But did he also save, out. did he also save his, is that what we're supposed to take away? Like she's alive now? His, uh, his girlfriend? I think so, right? That is so stupid. Yeah, it just negated everything we just watched. <laughs> it was kind of funny when he uh when he went back and he like they showed the clip from uh X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. And then he just he just kills the old version of of Deadpool. That was pretty good. But people then, were losing it. In the yeah, theater, it was bugging me. <laughs> like I I hated that movie, but I don't know if I I bet if I went back and watched that, I'd probably get more enjoyment out of it than I did Deadpool 2. That oh, was yeah. a terrible movie, X-Men Origins. And then the very next scene it's ryan reynolds sitting at a table like reading the script like f- the finished script for green lantern yeah. and he just gets shot in the head like that was kind of funny but honestly i would probably rather watch green lantern than deadpool too like yeah i probably would too i don't remember being i mean i don't remember loving deadpool or green, green lantern, lantern by any means but it was fine but that was like early superhero stuff i feel like that was right when the, i think it was right around when the marvel universe was starting to, yeah. to pick up steam i didn't see it Looks stupid. I don't remember much about it. Yeah, it's supposed to be terrible, but um, <clears throat> this, is, this is just so unremarkable. I'm trying to pick. I'm trying to think of like specific scenes that I wanted to get into, but like I don't care about any of them. The skydiving sequence was pretty cool. Like all of the various members that they just recruited. Mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård yeah. is that one guy, mm-hmm. and then Psych- the guy from, or something. Uh, what's that show on a catastrophe? Mm-hmm. I, the, I did like the the lame line. guy who has like no Peter. power yeah oh <laughs> i did like the line where he said he felt like he was getting catfished <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah peter was funny i, I like did peter. like the tryout scene 
Yeah, the, I thought the tryouts was the audition funny, or whatever yeah. interview yeah. scene. What did you guys think of uh, when they revealed who Vanisher was? When he got electrocuted, did you catch who that uh, was? Was that Brad Pitt? That was Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't. Yeah, catch it. I thought that was funny. When he like landed on the electrical line, yeah. yeah, you just see him for like half a second. Why Brad Pitt? Why not? Did you know Matt Damon has a cameo in this too? What? So when Cable, when Cable first comes back, when like comes from the future, oh. those two guys that are talking on the back of that truck. Yeah, it's Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon wearing a ton of makeup and Alan Tudyk. Oh wow, Tudyk, right? That's his name. Two dick. Two dick. What? <laughs> the Native American name. <laughs> that is, isn't that how you say it? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was those two guys. I didn't know that in the moment. I, I found out they were like, you won't, you won't believe the cameo in Deadpool 2. I was like, oh, Matt Damon making Damn. another cameo in another Marvel shit, movie. Yeah. That's just all he is now. Doing He's just doing cameos from now on. He had a cameo in Unsane. Yeah. Anyway. That's like what else even happened in this movie? The whole middle portion, like a lot of bad jokes. People were <laughs> loving the like the baby legs thing. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. That, that was that. so annoying. That's um, his basic instinct. Yeah, because they they says. can't they can't just let the audience get the reference. They have to yeah. say it explicitly. <laughs> right. Like in case you didn't know, that was a basic instinct reference. It's like fuck off. They have to. The whole movie was just pandering to the lowest common denominator because they had to explain all the references because they don't trust that the audience would get them otherwise. Like that happened almost like all of those kind of subtle references were were followed up with like an explicit uh, them addressing what it is they're making fun of. You know, it's just like yeah, the marketing for this movie was pretty out of control too. Mm -hmm. Like Best Buy had a two year anniversary Blu Ray release. And then they did like alternate covers where Deadpool was basically like mocking other characters like the man with no name or like Terminator. It was just like Deadpool on the cover of the Blu-ray. And there's like the trolley gummies. There's a Deadpool. The hands? Yeah, the tiny hands. They're they're pretty good. Dude, trolley also has a... The they, James Harden. They partner with James Harden and they've got, they've got a weird beard version where it's James Harden's face is like green and then his beard is red. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I also... Um, fuck, what was I about to say? Something that it. you also did or thought or felt? There was uh, some reference that they make in this movie. God damn it, I can't remember. Uh it's not that important, but it was something annoying. So yeah. that's Did you movie like in the movie. Uh, opening credits it was like that's a what you were saying, right? Double written, seven, the Bond thing, written by oh. like, who cares? You know? Oh yeah, I and then directed by funny. the one of the guys who killed yeah. the dog and John Wick. No, they did that in the first movie too, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's just dumb. Yeah, very dumb. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say. I it really annoys me that. This is like a Marvel film, so the X-Men exist in this universe, but the film Logan exists as a movie in this universe where, like, I know I get the, the whole point is that Deadpool's supposed to be meta, but, like, it opens with, uh, like, right before he blows himself up, uh, Logan, like, impaled on the stump, you know, oh, and yeah. he's spinning it. That annoyed the shit out of me. It's like, that was how the movie opens. I was yeah. like, oh, boy. Here we go. There are multiple references to like, oh, they killed him in that one, so we're going to kill me in this one too, you know? Ugh, what a fucking joke. Worst movie of the year? Yeah. Even worse than, uh, did I talk about last week? It's bottom three for sure. Did I talk about the week <laughs> of yet? 
No. Or no. that's what it's called, right? That movie? Yeah. I, okay, I'll talk about it later, but this is even worse than the week of Adam Sandler film. Saying a lot. Game Over Man was pretty bad. I didn't bother. So was that was a wrinkle in my bow. Wrinkle in my bundle. Okay. Anything else on Deadpool? I think it's probably good, right? Yeah. All right. Let's move right along. We are going to dive into our review of Tully. We have another clip. Let's listen. Okay, I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. Watch a movie with Drew. Okay. Okay. Have fun. Yeah. Oh, I can put on headphones if you guys want to make some noise. Oh, no, we don't. I'm... We're good. Okay. Hey. Kiss goodnight. She'll be different in the morning. That's sweet. No, she will. She'll grow a little overnight. So will we. Hey, baby. Say goodnight tonight. Okay, Tully is the new film directed by Jason Reitman, written by Diablo Cody, starring Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, Mark Duplass, Ron Livingston, and Mackenzie... Did I say Mackenzie Davis already? Yep. Sounds familiar. Twice. Name the title character, Tully. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Plot synopsis is short and sweet. A mother of three hires a night nanny to help with her newborn. This is the uh, unofficial conclu- well, uh, conclusion to the unofficial trilogy of Juno, Young Adult, Tully. What did you guys think of this one? Why don't you go first on this one, Travis? I love Tully. Um, I thought Charlize was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I thought they portrayed the whole like struggling mother very well. And just like the idea of being an adult. And how difficult it can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. More specifically, being a parent. Yeah, but I, you could still relate to the character even without the whole like child aspect, even though that's like the main aspect of it. Um, I liked the how do I phrase it? The like mythical imagery that was like foreshadowing for the ending. Yeah, that led me down a uh, Google rabbit hole afterward. Yeah, wormhole. Because Google wormhole. <laughs> totally. Isn't that the name of one of the families in Game of Thrones? Like the Tullys or something like that? And yeah. their symbol is a fish. And then there was the mermaid imagery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Connections. So, Googled it. It means flood or something. And like, whatever. Celtic or something. <laughs> so. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. But yeah. A lot of good moments. A lot of good individual scenes. We can probably get into them. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I feel the same way. Um, particularly like about the portrayal of motherhood and being a modern American parent. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not pretty as far as its portrayal of you know being a parent and no. having that many young kids. It's a lot of just like you just see like the dirty stuff, you know, like the. Like when they spill like the juice at the table and she just takes her shirt off and then <laughs> that they, was a the great kid, scene. What's wrong with your body, mom? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah lost it in that scene. She loved that movie. So yeah, I, I appreciate that kind of stuff because uh, you know in most movies they try and like 
romanticize the idea of being yeah. a parent like yeah you see like it's hard being a parent or whatever but by the end it's like oh this is miracle it's so magical being a parent and this movie doesn't really do that it's not its goal here it wants to show how messy and, and hard it is to, to be a parent you know they don't show much of the good stuff it's a lot of just like just the world just weighing heavy on you and just like you know not being able to sleep your life is just taking care of the kids we, your, your brief moments of escape you watch trashy reality tv when you have <laughs> like you know 20 minutes away from the baby like uh so i appreciated that um i did like uh i like charlie's darren's performance a lot i also like Mackenzie davis a lot as told yeah. yeah um she was really cool just this kind of like free spirit um that was an interesting dynamic between the two of them um and how you know how that a a relationship eventually evolves um we'll get into specifics and spoilers because we definitely need to talk about spoilers with this movie movie. i didn't think i would uh say that about this movie you know that we have to talk about spoilers but Mm -hmm. there's one that uh really came out of left field for me and uh, uh i'll get deeper into my thoughts on that later but I was really enjoying the movie up to that point, and then the turn happened, and it was just so jarring yeah. that I really kind of had to process my feelings after this movie, because I kind of had my initial reaction was kind of negative after that, like that turn, um, you know, right. I'll get into why, but ultimately I did end up really enjoying the film, lots of great moments. It's not, I didn't think it was that funny. I think Young Adult and Juno are both funnier movies than this. There's also a couple lines that feel very written, and that's just kind of a Diablo Cody thing. Yeah, you know? but well, there's, there's one that's stuff. ruined in the trailer. It's probably the best line about her whole not getting an attention. Oh, my whole hasn't like gotten that. attention. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like that, it's totally ruined by the trailer. Yeah, well, not ruined. I mean, well, yeah, all, if, all movies are gonna have like lines of dialogue. Yeah, but if you movie. didn't hear that punchline in the trailer, I I think I would have actually laughed in the theater when I heard it for the mm-hmm. first time. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I didn't because I've I've heard it like three or four. But times did you laugh now. the first time you saw the trailer? Yeah. So then, what's the difference? Because I didn't get it in the context of the movie. <laughs> you really needed context for what that line was referring to. Well, yeah, I guess I could piece my trailer experience to my movie <laughs> experience and have one complete experience. <laughs> um but yeah lots of little moments like that um i like the interaction she had with uh like the principal at the teacher that oh, they yeah. kind of have great. that was good <laughs> they don't there's not a there's not a ton of focus on it but they're they kind of have a problem child he's a uh, the the middle child his he's name quirky. is yeah he's just he's just quirky <laughs> that's all it is um and then kind of a blow up that happens in a in a conversation there um I liked Mark Duplass in this. He's he's barely yeah, in it. Yeah, it's funny seeing him play a douchebag just because he usually, I mean, I would say he's the exact opposite of that. I well, don't know if he was really a douchebag. Well, yeah, I mean. I get what you're saying. That was one of my first things about this movie where it kind of won me over a little bit because when they first visit, you know, he's he plays the brother. When they first go over to visit they're like oh they're so pretentious you know they have so much money it's obvious it feels a little bit like okay we've seen this before but then they get their one-on-one moment where it's just the two siblings and he acknowledges the fact that you know he hasn't always been rich like he understands that he's much wealthier than most people Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay this is a real conversation that you could see happening um and it just makes the dialogue that we saw earlier at dinner kind of feel a little bit more two-sided where it's like they made some comments that were not received well but if you were 
closer as family than it would have been like a totally normal thing to say. Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You have your hands full with one of your kids. <clears throat> and we all know that. Like, it's not a secret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lots of little uh, moments like that of just like awkwardness and intensity brought on by, you know, misunderstandings as far as, you know, mm-hmm. not carefully choosing your words. Lots of really smart choices with that that I thought were that were interesting. That was that that dinner table conversation is is a good example of that. I also thought it was funny uh, in that scene they have like the like the nanny basically, and oh, she yeah. is this like she's supposed to be this probably like far left like kind of PC uh, vegan whatever. And she's talking about like because uh, uh, he he uh, the problem kid whatever his name is the, the middle child of of. Um, Charlie's there and he wants chicken nuggets and then she goes on this rant oh, about, yeah, right. about chickens and farm factories <laughs> and that was pretty funny. Built an obstacle course for you guys. You want to check it out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was good. Ron Livingston, I mean, he just plays a great schlub. Is that yeah, you yeah. who said that? Yeah. yeah, after we saw the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he does. That's that's his MO. I like that guy. I, like, I always like when he pops up. Mm-hmm. He was in... Um, Oh, I'll talk about that later. I rewatched a movie that he's has a very small part in. Um, yeah, I enjoyed him as the husband. They kind of get into, uh, you know, they their relationship and how he is just kind of the dad who like works all day, comes home, gets to do like story time and homework and stuff, and then just plays video games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which I thought was a little. They could have done more with that. Like, that's a pretty cliche. Like like look into you know uh, a heterosexual marriage where they have kids you know it's just like oh she's a stay-at-home mom he comes home he gets to be the hero and then he gets to you know she does the dirty work you know and he kind of pushes back on that a little bit they kind of get into a fight about that but that's a pretty easy uh avenue to explore in the relationship you know he's just kind of uh, the fair weather father who's just kind of there when it's easy and then the hard stuff she has to deal with, you know? But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it does. I, I agree with you. I, I feel like it's uh well, well tread material, but also I can't really think of a ton of examples because the portrayal of motherhood in this movie felt, uh, if not entirely novel, like something that you don't see all the time, at least, mm-hmm. you know, something like notable, so maybe it was I don't know. I I I see the value in in showing that even if it doesn't feel totally uh like it feels a little bit unfair honestly as a man watching it cuz you're like, "Well, come on, give <laughs> give dad some credit." Yeah. Well, they don't totally like villainize him. They don't make him look like he's absolutely worthless. You're right. You're you know? right. Like, cuz he's helping with the homework and stuff, which is probably more enjoyable than like cleaning up after them, but it's still like work that you have to like well and they agree on what the plan's gonna be yeah which i think is really realistic for couples to say well it makes more sense you know you make more money so you should you should be focusing on work and i'll take care of the kids and then like problems actually do come from that yeah you know i did think the video game scenes like they were really well done and pretty realistic like they kind of hit too close to home for me (laughs) i've definitely been there before where like like, there's a really good scene. I would say it's probably, like, one of the last scenes of him with, like, putting his headset on. Mm-hmm. And he, like, asks her how she is. And 
there's like almost like a moment of them about to open up to each other and then she's just kind of like well it's fine and then he doesn't actually like try and pry he's just like well okay i'm gonna go back to my games now well she kind of like rolls over to to like go to bed i think and then he just kind of like okay and then he puts his headset back on yeah from what i remember anyway i think that's what happened yeah yeah but I, i almost feel like he was supposed to try a little bit harder in that scene and he was just kind of like he could have you yeah good? she gave an opening yeah. yeah yeah like he 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 was supposed to pry or try a second time but he didn't exactly and he's like oh i have my out now i'm just gonna go ahead and go back to my game dude it's always fucking gears of war i know in why movies. it's in the book of henry <laughs> it's in this it's in at least like two or three other movies i can't think of examples maybe, but it's, maybe it's just super to cheap rights. to get the licensing yeah. or something like something <laughs> microsoft is just like you want gears you want yeah. gears you making a movie you want to have feature video <laughs> game in it boy do we got one for you <laughs> um but yeah that stuff was interesting and as far as like its depiction of of motherhood uh she is constantly exhausted and it was so effective that, that i felt exhausted watching yeah it, you know it was just like yeah. it was a lot it was just like god like i can't it made me never want to have kids honestly like i do want kids eventually but watching this movie i was like fuck that like yeah. that doesn't look like fun yeah i don't know if it really like swayed me either way because like I've seen how much work kids can be and like my brother has four kids and so I get to see it firsthand and that's that's part of the thing though I think that's kind of why I'm not like over the moon about this movie is that yeah it's an honest depiction of like how hard it can be to be a parent but I don't need a movie to tell me that like yeah maybe we don't see a ton of honest depictions of parenthood in film but like it's not that effective or eye-opening because I you know I've been around lots of families i've seen you know people my age who have kids and how tired they are and just like i know how exhausting it can be so yeah it's cool to see an honest depiction of it on the screen but it's not anything that's like opened up my worldview or anything you know right but i mean they also show like the good moments as well it's not all like just one-sided where it's like look how shitty parenting can be and i like how it plays into the ending of the movie like the reason for like showing how exhausted she is and how like basically beat down she is. Yeah. And so essentially their relationship is, I mean, we read it in the plot synopsis, but Tully is a night nanny. So is that way? Shirley is there and character doesn't have to stay up. What's her, what's the character's actual name? I keep calling her by the actors. Marlo. Marlo. Right. Marlo. Um, So they hire this night nanny and uh, she's basically there so that she can get a good night's sleep and they don't have to worry about like constantly being up and trying to get the baby back to bed. So then you see how it affects not only her mood, but also she like develops a relationship with Tolly, which is interesting and funny. Um, and then where that ultimately goes, we'll get into it in a, in a minute here. But uh, that was interesting. It was I was engaged the whole way through. You know, totally. I didn't get bored like in Deadpool. It's fucking bored. Like after thirty minutes in, I was just like, okay, I'm bored. Where is this going? There's no stakes here. There's no agency. Yeah. This movie, I was I was constantly engaged with it. Yeah, I was sucked into it, and honestly, like I thought it could have been even a little bit longer. I would have been totally okay with it. It was pretty short. It was like under an hour and yeah. forty. But yeah, um, we'll do star ratings in a minute here. But it, this is. Pr- probably my least favorite of the three in this trilogy i like juno a lot uh from what i remember of young adult i enjoyed it more than this but again i've only seen it once and that was that was years ago now um i might all three of them are great though i mean <clears throat> not to knock to this watch them but i would as of right now i'd say totally is my favorite 
Juno is so good though. It I is. know people like kind of rag ragged on it because it was so popular and it was like, yeah. you know, it's so quirky or whatever they used to say. Um, and then didn't you make a comment about? Uh, was it you I was talking to? Oh no, I think it was your brother. He made a comment about there's uh, a, a moment in the film where she's talking about uh, it's basically a blow up because the teacher is constantly calling the kid quirky. Yeah, and mm-hmm. your brother interpreted it as because uh, Diablo Cody has been on the record stating that she doesn't like that people refer to her work as quirky like she thinks it's condescending yeah so he read that scene as like kind of her making a statement about like fuck you don't call me quirky you know what i mean yeah um but that (laughs) that was that was a good scene yeah it's just stuff like that i was like like you can you can read into that kind of stuff if you want to you know i don't necessarily think that that was her intention there but i totally see it it's an interesting point to make like i think this movie deserve like will reward that kind of close reading because diablo cody is she's a really intelligent writer you know i don't know if she's i don't know if there's tons of like subtle like easter egg type jabs that you'll be able to find you probably that's probably a lot of projecting but you know i mean especially that sounds pretty plausible i would be really curious on a rewatch um to see in that context knowing how the movie ends watching those scenes and the dialogue and because i know like just off the top of my head there are lots of things that allude to what you know we'll call it the reveal as we like to say on this show best of the year (laughs) best reveal of the year (laughs) um but i'll be curious i I do want to revisit this one because i think there's going to be a lot of uh yeah small like things that you thought were just like throwaway lines that actually are like oh that's that's foreshadowing or you know that makes perfect sense in this context right next to a big steaming ball of foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> fucking Deadpool. <laughs> um okay uh anything else you guys want to talk about before we do our star rings and get in uh because i want to talk about this okay uh i'm giving this one a four four five boom <sighs> you have you've been so many fives this year no this like, has been not a great movie five. so far i'm probably giving like four or five so far four or five yeah it's like one a month still too many no. There's only two five-star movies this year. Annihilation and... What's the other one? I don't know. <laughs> Oops. I just... It's a recent one. What the fuck did I... It was the one that we gave. Five, yeah, we both gave it a five. What the fuck? Why can't I remember what it was? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, No. <laughs> you were never really here yes you were never really here uh, just last week um okay so it's not a five if you have not seen Tully yet it is do not listen to this unless you really don't care about being spoiled but uh it is revealed that Tully is not a real person she's a representation of youth essentially she's uh she is marlo She's a physical manifestation in her head, but within scenes, a physical manifestation of, you know, being young and, and Marlo's actual younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I mentioned that I think going back and watching this will be rewarding because there's things like they have so many similarities and they go, Oh wow. They're so similar. Like they have the same favorite song or not favorite song. But, oh, I love this song. Like mm-hmm. lots of moments like that. that you're just like, Oh, that's interesting, but it makes sense that they're actually, you know, she's her younger self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They used to, you know, there's a reference that, oh, I also used to live in Bushwick or whatever nine years ago, however long ago it was. Um, or they've like both dated all different types of people or whatever. Like yeah. 
I forget what they say. Like I've been around the block. Mm. Well, no. So uh, Rode every horse on the carousel. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tolly makes uh, a joke. She, uh, so Marlo asks Tolly, "Are you seeing anyone?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm seeing like multiple people or something." And then Marlo's like, "Oh, I remember when I was like that." Right. Because yeah. That oh her. yeah. Everything that they say could totally be construed as just an older person talking to a younger person who have had similar experiences and imparting wisdom it's like oh yes i've been there done that you know yeah but it's like no 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 actually been exactly there and done exactly that yeah and like the first moment you meet totally something's off about her like the first time we see her she's like peeking through the window and like no mm-hmm. stranger would ever do that so you're just like mm-hmm. who is this she person? was expected though I mean, no i know but like would you would you do that if you were like showing up to someone's house for the first time like peek through their window like i'm home like anyone in there well like, i mean she can't actually see through it i think she could just tell that like from the inside you'd be able to see her doing that but yeah i don't know i mean it, it's weird it just seems like a weird thing and well from, she was from the uh, moment i i met she was her so quirky she was off you know like it was like what is going on and so like the end of the movie makes total sense um but like yeah all of their scenes like just you can just feel like something's a little different with Tully. and i mean it kind of plays into her personality <clears throat> but then it also like you know pays off in the end like oh it's off because it's not actually a real person yeah it's it's a it's a little messy though because when they yeah. f- when they first meet marlo's reaction is kind of negative she's like the nanny's kind of weird you know right if she was actually the younger version of herself she wouldn't i why would that be her reaction you know like she well, should have immediately I, yeah the movie tries to like throw you off so it's not as obvious well totally and it totally worked because yeah. i did not see that coming at all same here so it makes sense but still i i bet when you go back and you look at some of those moments that are are there to kind of get you off the scent you know what yeah. i mean i have a feeling there will be stuff like even that. like the scene in the cafe when she like meets she's like sees an old friend and like it almost seems like they had a connection in the past but then like her friend's like oh you're pregnant and you have three kids now or whatever uh, i think that was like playing into like trying to throw you off that she was maybe like gonna have a relationship with Tully you know like Marlo and Tully might have a thing together because like they were pretty close at times and like it almost felt like they might have like more than just like you know like a friendly connection well there's that scene um where Tully puts on you did yeah, we got to talk about the sex scene. <laughs> Tully puts on the uh, the waitress uh, outfit that Ron Livingston's character is apparently his fantasy. And it's just like, it's so strange because Charlie's there and or Marlo is like right next to her. She like climbs in the bed with her and she's just, just go with it, you know? Yeah. It's so strange. I, I argued with my brother about that scene. Did you? Because I didn't find it that weird. Not that like another girl in like my bed with my you know my significant other would be weird but like just in the context of the movie because like the way Tully is there's always something off about her and she was almost coming from like a clinical standpoint like she's trying to help them yeah like you know trying to help their relationship and the where it cut I thought it was like perfect because it didn't go too deep where it was like well what's going on like is there a threesome and then the following scene is the next morning and he's at the table and um they're like should we talk about it and it was just like it just like left it very vague to what actually happened so Mm -hmm. like and then it it pays off again you know in the end 
why would they but i also think that's an example of the screenplay trying to get you off the scent because like why would they need to talk about that like she just decided to surprise him and put on the outfit and they had sex presumably in real life is what yeah. happened but so it, why w- that might come out of nowhere for him you know if if she yeah. like never does anything exciting like that and then like one night she puts on this book thing that he's into and they have like a special night like He's going to be shocked the next morning and be like, hey, should we talk about that? Yeah, I but mean, you why? You can read it both ways. Why would he say it? Like, why would you say it? Like, can we, like, do, can we talk about last night or something? Or why would he just say, like, last night was amazing? Or last night was fun? Well, he did. The way it's worded. Yeah, but he, but afterwards, he said it was great. But, like, the way he prompted the conversation was like, do we need to talk about last night? Are we going to talk about it or something like that? Yeah. No, yeah. I think that there's just some seems of that like a weird to way to pose the question. Throw you off, but saying. it's not like so like egregious where it's like no 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 but just i mean it's 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 pretty strong screenwriting because it's not like you you have to do stuff like that in order for like the premise to work yeah and we haven't really talked about like how we find this stuff out she falls asleep with the wheel coming back from new york city um and there's a car crash which i wasn't a huge fan of using like because like that's been that's a trope in so many movies like car crash and that that's the causes all this drama um, not that it was bad by any means, but you know, it was like, oh, okay, did it really have to be like, it's kind of lazy. I um, like the imagery though of like underwater mm-hmm. and her like totally swimming one way and then Marlo swimming the other. Yeah. Like she had to save herself basically. Yeah. But I was so surprised. Like I haven't been surprised by a movie like that yeah. in, in a while. Like when you yeah. find out that it was all, and that's kind of why my reaction was negative because it came out of left field and I was like, wait, it's. It was like a Shyamalan twist or something. I was like, yeah. "What is this doing here?" Like, but you don't, it's, you don't like that the movie tricked you, Matt. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it more Should've, after yeah, after thinking yeah. about it because it was like it, they got me. Like, I was genuinely surprised. It felt kind of cheap at first. Like, I felt cheated. You know, like I felt manipulated. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? Just because I thought this movie was about like just an honest portrayal of like friendship and motherhood and how hard it can be. The fact that it went and did this, like it just, it only puts it another step above I think, the other movies yeah. of its ilk. You know what I mean? I think it's great because, like, at to that point, I'd been enjoying the film, but if there was any knock against it for me. It was that their relationship just seemed a little bit too, a little bit too perfect. You know, <clears throat> it was like, oh, they just happened to like meet each other's needs in these very specific ways and have become very close and. And then you realize, okay, there's a reason for all of that. And it feels a little bit less cutesy, you know? Right. When it was, it was really weird when she would go, like when she'd get to Marlo's house and she'd go straight to the fridge and grab something <laughs> yeah. to eat. Like, it was like, what's up with this girl? Like, <laughs> no one does that. No one just walks in. But then I was like, oh, maybe they just have that kind of agreement, you know, like what's mine is yours. Or she leaves their stuff there or, or something. Yeah. But it just... I mean, everything's playing into the end of the movie, and I just love that I was caught by surprise. And the way it's revealed is, like, it's it's very, like, simplistic. It's not like, oh, my God. You know, it's not like the usual suspects or Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> totally is Kaiser Soze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, like, in a conversation at the hospital with, like, the, the secretary and the husband. Yeah, because he says, what's her maiden name? Yeah. Tully. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I do think it's a little like, why did she go to New York in the first place? Cause she went because Tully just wanted to like go out 
Well, or was it just like I think it was implied that she just wanted to go out. Yeah, and then she went to go see her old roommate. Right, because that's why she was yeah. there in the beginning. They had to foreshadow that. Um, yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. I thought it was cool, also how it like showed how long of a trip it was to get to where she needed to go. Yeah, that was really good. That was clever <laughs> editing too. Yeah. But, but just the songs, like yeah. you get clips of so many different songs, you're just like, Jesus, like they're really going. Yeah, for what a drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that stuff was good. Yeah, I, I think I, there was a lot of good moments with the kids too, like the beginning with her brushing her son, and then how it pays off in the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was sweet. That was yeah. a good. That was a good moment, and the daughter washing the her hair in the tub. Yeah, the karaoke thing was really good. Oh man, the scene really early when they're in the car and the kids just start losing their shit, oh, and you're yeah. in that car feeling like claustrophobic and insane for like two minutes, and then it just the camera's out outside the car it's is like quiet. a peaceful parking lot and they're just sitting still in the middle of it and i'm just like oh god i no thought understands. The, there was kind of a i read it as like a red herring um when they go to the new school so the the son gets kicked out of the the prep school or whatever and they go to the public school and he has that breakdown and there's that teacher who like has that moment where they play trees oh yeah it kind of seemed like that was foreshadowing some kind of like romantic thing you know um yeah i thought maybe that and it, that never picked up after that so but it, it kind of planted that scene and i was like you know it played against my expectations because like oh she's gonna cheat on her husband or whatever yeah. they're gonna oh, get a drink you didn't i think that's uh, what was i just thought it was like a sweet moment between that guy and the kid and that it was like okay to be different and he was just being welcoming you know for him to be at that school yeah. but i didn't get anything between well i did i did but really briefly i mean it was a short scene and then the same that you you thought was totally maybe there would be something there too but yeah i think it's a really clever way they did it because you can you can just tell that that marlo's she's looking for something she's not right. fulfilled and you know? her her husband ne- ne- didn't really give her that much attention and then like yeah. totally's like so like you know they just open up to each other and she's very different so it's like this is not implausible that this could happen mm-hmm. yeah totally okay anything else you guys want to say about tolly not for me you look like no. you want to say something no i'm trying to think but nothing's really think coming up. real hard <laughs> okay cool we covered pretty much everything well that's gonna do it for <laughs> tolly let's get into <laughs> what else we've been watching um uh, between the three not of much. us it's probably not a ton you've been busy um, moving yeah, better time. than usual oh yeah, yeah. you want to kick things off then sure let me figure out what i watched <laughs> pull up that letterbox under the skin i saw you watch yeah. that okay so yeah under the skin all right i'll start with that your star rating <laughs> yeah that movie is boring as fuck dude <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah I don't know. I don't even know really what to say about it. It was it was kind of interesting at the beginning, but then it just felt really repetitive with her just driving around in that van all the time. Yeah. Beautiful scenes of like the the trees particularly at the end. Some crazy scenes. Um like, like the eye sequence at the beginning where it's like yeah. she's being built almost. Oh man. Sarah was losing her shit in that scene. Because it's like something is sort of expanding inside of a circle mm-hmm. and it's just a black and it's so slow and she's like, just do it already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. It has this like weird gritty feel to it. I like kind of how you piece together what's going on 
even though it's really not spelled out for you. Right. You know, like, okay, so she must have some sort of limited amount of time. This guy, this motorcycle guy keeps coming and doing these inspections on her to see if she's like still ready to go. Um, a lot of mirror imagery, a lot of eye imagery. I liked picking up on some of that stuff because I felt like I was I was keeping keeping up, even though yeah, maybe not everybody would. I feel um, like it kind of has some like Blade Runner vibes as far as like for sure. what it means to be human and for like sure. how she like is picking up on it, you know, throughout the movie and yeah, like the scene with the deformed guy where that's yeah. like where she first starts to finally like you know get it. Totally, totally. That was a great scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. And that's I think that's like. That guy actually has that condition. Like, it wasn't makeup or anything. No, it looked real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, uh, her her experience, her sexual assault experience. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot There's a lot to dive into with that movie. <laughs> it was really disappointing. Or, like, not disappointing. It was really, yeah, like you said, it's, it's sad. It's yeah. not a happy movie. If it had just been a little bit livelier, I would have liked it a lot. But it was yeah, just sort of it, middle of the road. I would have liked to see more eye candy and it, more. It looks action. awesome, and the music's really cool. Music is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it sounded like, but I remember liking it. Um, just kind of kind of like abstract. Like, it was yeah. kind of yeah. kind of out there. Yeah, I think the the scenes, the like nature scenes toward the end, are the the most visually stunning. Yeah, um, and the. I don't know what it's called, but like her layer thing, that looks really cool. Yeah, it looks really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was under the skin for me. It was was good, but I see it listed all the time as like the best sci-fi movie since, you know, in the last 10 years or something, Mm -hmm. in the top 10. And I don't know if it's there for me, but there's a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah. Very, it's, it's very artsy. I, I think. Say that. <laughs> I think a rewatch. You know, I don't know. Actually, a rewatch. I probably might. I might like it less because uh, I'd already know what's going to happen, and then I'm extra bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to try watching that again because I, I talked a couple weeks ago that I tried to watch it. I was just too stoned, and it, I made me <laughs> way too uncomfortable. Like oh that opening yeah. Scene like. Ugh, I think I couldn't do it. I read something kind of interesting about it. Also kind of praising the uh just the weird feeling that you get when you watch the movie because uh this writer was saying that scarlett johansson is obviously a super famous actress who has been you know very scrutinized for how her body looks and then she does her first nude scene in a film and like you don't feel anything from it nobody even really talked about it, it was like a non-event mm-hmm. um well also, it's a not lot. a very well seen movie like, well that's that's probably true yeah but yeah it's not in like a flashy way right at all right it's interesting yeah should i do another one how much you got i have uh one, two, four more okay yeah do another one uh i watched inside lewin davis is that a first time watch yeah dude what'd you think it was really good yeah yeah um Really sad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that melancholy is the word I would use to describe that. That's what I read. Experience. I read something that said it was melancholy. And I was like, that's the perfect word for yeah. this movie. <laughs> uh, the music in it is great, mm-hmm. obviously. It better be. Um, Oscar Isaac is great. He does all of it. He plays the guitar. He sings. Yeah. Like, that's all him. Yeah. He, he killed it. 
Um, I knew when I watched it, I was like, oh, I know why Matt loves this movie so much. There's fucking cats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what ultimately happens to a cat? Like- I know. No, the cats were great. That's fucked. The whole, there's multiple cat arcs. And, That's true. And they're all like, they all are meaningful. And I don't know, like, it makes me understand why there's a cat on the cover of the movie now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Like, okay, this is pretty instrumental. He's a really interesting character. You, you know, you can relate to him. I think especially, um, I think it plays better when you're thinking about the time in which the, the story takes place because back then you didn't need necessarily like a college degree to get a decent job. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's just really forsaking that now, if you forsake like going to college to try and make it as a musician, I feel like it's really, uh, I don't know. Somehow to me, it feels extra risky, but maybe that's just because I don't know. I do live here now. Yeah. um, And he, um, um, like clearly has a lot of talent, but he just kind of fucks himself. He has opportunities to do, but he's just like he's trying to stay true to like yes his his vision of being an artist, and he just kind of doesn't want to sell out. He has opportunities. Yeah, uh, Adam Driver is pretty funny. I was movie. gonna say Adam yeah. Driver's scene is so good. <laughs> that song that they do it's stupid because <laughs> he does like he did that uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, them and uh, justin timberlake right yeah yeah oh right like the horse sound <laughs> yeah that was a good song. i love the the scenes with uh like the head of the record label and like his secretary yeah when she's he's like those yeah tennessee very, those were Wait, very it's calm, on your desk <laughs> yeah you want tennessee <laughs> do you want me to bring it in yeah. there yeah. Wait, you have it yeah um <laughs> There's, I love the scene, too, where he has to perform for that guy in Chicago. And that guy's mm-hmm. just, like, deadpan throughout the whole performance. And it's a great scene because you get to see Lewin kind of lose himself in the music, even though he's in that situation where he's under a lot of pressure and he doesn't... He clearly can't get any vibe one way or the other what the guy's feeling about it. But, you know, he just does his thing and, and clearly loves what he does and loves his music and... Uh, you know, and then you get the cold, hard reality of, you know, you're good, but I don't see any money here. Yeah. Know? Or it also like you're good, but you're not good enough to be like yeah. a solo artist. You know what I yeah. mean? And also there's or you're these, not white enough. Right. There's also these interesting moments because uh, he had a partner who killed himself. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple moments where people reference his, his past work with his partner. And he's yeah. like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do like my stuff. You know Dude, the I mean? road trip scene, the road trip part of the movie is great. Yeah, John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman is so batshit. Yeah, I love <laughs> He's great. it. He's great. And then uh, that other guy is from Mudbound too, right? I think. I didn't, I didn't actually catch up with Mudbound, so oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a good movie. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. Finally, some would stuff. say it's the third best Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I fucking I adore that movie. Yeah, maybe top five. So third is fuck off, Matt. Yeah. But top five, maybe. <laughs> yeah, four, sure. Three, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably like seven. Well, No Country and Big Lebowski and Fargo, Fargo, de- definitely top three for me. Yeah, me too. No. And seven one's better than uh than Big Lebowski. That's just me though. 
I also think burn after. I also think burn after reading is better than Big Lebowski. Burn after reading is great. That's a great movie. Uh, okay, I'll, I can talk about something. Uh, I watched the week of the new Adam Sandler. I heard that was really good. Happy Madison joints. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. I uh, I saw last year. I watched Sandy Wexler, and there were moments that I enjoyed. Like that movie got shit on, but you know yeah. it wasn't all awful. This was even worse. Like I thought from the trailer. It looked okay, and yeah. I had heard like some okay things about it. It was brutal. It's supposed to be a little bit more straightforward, like less of a like slapstick comedy, like than his other movies. It's not. It's it's not super over the top. It's not super slapsticky, but it is very like humor forward. Uh, Adam Sandler's daughter is marrying Chris Rock's son, so like all the family is like flying oh, out for this wedding. No. So it's like leading up to the wedding, and it was just mean spirited. Lots of just awful jokes. Like there's a uh, Adam Sandler's grandpa or father or something has diabetes and he's missing both of his legs. So they like play that for a joke. Diabetes is a punchline in this. Oh, he like God. carries the dad. The dad is like in the back car and he's like, I gotta take a shit. And then Adam Sandler's like, Well, we're almost home, Dad. He's like, I can't wait, I gotta shit. You know? And then he just like takes him out, he carries him into this restaurant like a baby, and he just like shits himself and just really lowbrow, awful, like none of the relationships are engaging. It was brutal. It's not funny. I didn't laugh once. Mm. Better than Grown Ups? I never actually saw Grown Ups. Better so than Grown Ups 2? <laughs> grown Ups 2, now that's a movie. Blockers? Um, that was supposed to be good. Yeah, I didn't see I that. <laughs> uh, it was trash. Don't watch it. Netflix Netflix original. I think he's almost done with his... Uh, he signed a four-movie deal. I think this was... Oh, this was the fourth one. Because he did a Ridiculous 6. Uh, the do-over. Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler in this. Maybe wow. it, maybe it was I more it was than a six movie deal. Maybe it was a six movie deal for yeah. Adam Sandler's career is so embarrassing at this point. But it's also it still just fascinates me. I mean, he did the Meyerowitz story. Yeah, he was like, good in that. So you, oh wait, did you ever <laughs> did you ever finish that one or no? No, I didn't. Oh. I don't know. He just I I'll, I'll always like Adam Sandler. Like even I, yeah. I hate his newer movies, but. The stuff he did back in the day was awesome, and, and it's still like, probably holds Drunk up Love the most part. is is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, uh, um, what's the nine eleven one that he did? Rain Over Me. Oh, that was yeah. called Don Cheadle. That movie's not bad. I just don't get it. Is he raking in money from these movies? Yeah, yeah I do agree with you. Like most of the stuff he does these days is completely pointless. He's clearly <laughs> done decent projects. Yeah. Why? Like he had a great start to his career with his stupid movies you know that were like at the time and even even looking back like there's there they have a special place in movie moviedom yeah and then <laughs> uh they and then he did a couple of other you know little artsier stuff i don't understand why he's trending back to just total bullshit it's because he's made so much money it. in his career yeah. that he yeah he can get away he just makes movies with his friends and people do like them his movies make money so like Is if you were in his position enough? if you were in his position like you could just he just puts his friends in his movies like they're not even good actors some of the people that he free, like puts in 
to roles in his films are like garbage actors but they're his buddies so it's just like i mean if you had made enough money and you were successful enough that you could just continue to do what you love which is do movies and comedy just coast and just yeah and just it's american hang out with your buds and make (laughs) movies and then do the occasional like oh i'm gonna do one foray into like independent film i'm gonna do a movie i'm gonna do a movie with bombach i'm gonna do a movie with anderson you know i just feel like at that point in your career you have been acting for so long you're such a big name like there's a a legacy to create and to maintain preserve yeah. yeah why tarnish it with fucking sandy wexler maybe he's just not concerned with his legacy you know i think maybe at this point he's just like you know i've maybe maybe he's proud of his work like we don't i don't really know that he's not you know i just i don't know i don't know how you like don't you want to further your art (laughs) yeah well (laughs) maybe dragging it through the mud that's easy for us to say netflix whatever (laughs) yeah it was it was it was a garbage movie it was terrible Uh um and then speaking of Netflix, uh, have you heard of Evil Genius? Uh, is that new? Is it like on the homepage mm-hmm, probably? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's a new uh, docuseries. So it's like, you know, like making a murderer. Like it's another like true crime. Oh, oh, about the the bank robbery. The pizza, the pizza bomber, the pizza bomber heist. So have you heard about this? No. So this this won't really give it away because this is like the opening of the first episode. This is kind of what starts this crazy story. So in 2003, I think, uh, this guy robbed a bank and the cops caught him and they surrounded him. And he said he had a bomb strapped to his neck. And he claimed that he didn't put the bomb there. He was being forced to do this against his will. And he's telling them, like, you know, basically... I'm 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 not uh, at fault here. Like I was just doing what I trying to save my own life, and uh, the bomb starts ticking faster. And he's like, "Well, you guys need to get me out of here. You can help me." The bomb detonates in front of all the cops. Like, and he he dies, and then that kicks off this crazy crazy mystery. Wow! As far as like who did what, and it it just it's it just goes so far. Like, there's so many players involved in the story. It just—it's so fascinating. Wow! And it's only four episodes. It doesn't suffer from a lot of these like Netflix, yeah. where they just feel bloated. Where they you get know? to episode seven, ten and episodes. Happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single episode is riveting. Nice. This story is is insane. Nice. It, it's one of the best. Like the only one I would say is maybe better is the Jinx. I well, that's also a movie, <laughs> <I'm> but. <joking. laughs> um, the only one I would say is maybe better is the Jinx, but yeah. even the Jinx like. It got slow for a while. Yeah, it's mostly just like that ending. Just happened to have the most amazing payoff in like TV history. Yes, this is consistently <laughs> very fascinating and just crazy and brutal. And it's, it's really good. It's only four episodes. So. Okay. Highly recommended. Highly Great. recommended. We've been getting some, uh, I've been getting some true crime requests for the new TV show oh, to be yeah. watching. So. That's the one, dude. Cool. So watch that. Cool. Did you did you watch, uh, did you try watching it, Travis? No. I've been busy what have you been doing unpacking organizing playing Fortnite. building furniture yeah playing Fortnite. building furniture yeah yeah in Fortnite. N- yeah <laughs> and in real life i built the entertainment stand last night built some shelves built some end tables got a couch this morning you know a regular handyman yeah and i have uh, <laughs> scars to show for it 
Oh. <laughs> Poor baby. Yep. This is why I stick to video games and movies. I don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Except occasionally emotionally. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> All right. What you got for us? Uh, the only thing I have is like the first hour of good time. <laughs> the movie's fucking amazing. God. <laughs> is the music still uh, as good as you remember? I love the music in the movie. The, mu- the music is a little, I would say, like overused or like over the top. Like it's like it's you can definitely tell it's used to intensify the entire movie. Yeah. And like it's very obvious. Like take away the music and it's like, okay, we're driving down the street. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. As, as ex- not as exciting, but the music does just add like a level to in- of intensity to it. And yeah. I love how that movie just like, it'll be going one way and then like his plan changes and then it's going another way and then his plan changes again. Like you, you're never really like keeping up with what he's doing or. Right. And um, I think we probably talked about this initially, but like, basically everyone he comes into contact is black and he just like takes advantage of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays into like, you know, reading into society these days or whatever. And then like also just the use of cell phones where like, what? I'm trying to get you to talk into your mic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just the use of cell phones where um, he's like, he's annoyed by everyone who's using cell phones around him. And like, he's like, well, you pay attention to me. But then, you know, when that, um, I forget the character's name, but the guy he like mistakenly takes mm-hmm. when he's given his spiel in the backseat of like the night before when he has like that, he just gets out of jail and has that huge acid trip and yeah, all that. Yeah. Um, like Constantine, Robert Pattinson's character is like focused on his phone. And so like, it just plays into him. Like he's always like just looking out for himself and the, what he was checking out on his phone was like, the address to go get the acid to try and like make money off of it mm. to like try and get his brother. So it's like, it, he's just taking advantage of people the entire time. And it plays into the whole thing of like people being distracted by like cell phones yeah. and the scene in the bell bonds area where like everyone's on their phone at the same time. And it's like super chaotic. Um, but yeah, the movie's awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again. It's on Amazon. So yeah. I'll check it out. Tom. All right. Uh, not prepared. Okay. <laughs> I watched The Bookshop at the, the opening book night. Shot. Oh, is that a SIF? Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. A, the SIF uh, oh, opening night film festival gala. Did I tell you guys I went to that? No. Wait. So wait, wait. It's, I thought the opening night gala was that uh, Sorry to Bother You film. No. I wish. Right. What's going I on? I think it was. <laughs> the Bookshop? Who's in that? Uh, that girl from, uh, Ghost in the Darkness, the wife. Ghost in the Ghost Darkness. In the dark. I'm sure she's in better stuff. I told you guys one of my movies, one of my Rotten Tomatoes it's got movies. got Kurt Russell, right? Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, right. No, no, it's, uh, uh. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas is <laughs> oh, in Michael it, Douglas. but Val Kilmer's the star. Right, Val Kilmer, that's what it was. Yeah. His wife, who's in the movie for about 10 minutes, she's the main character. <laughs> Okay, she is uh, Florence Green. No, Emily Mortimer. Florence was her character's name. Oh, she was in Shutter Island, I guess. Wait, who'd you say it is? What's her name? Emily uh, Mortimer? Emily Mortimer. She's what? in uh, The Greatest Film Ever Made, Sanctity in New York. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> and uh, Lars and the Real what Girl. What prompted you to see this? I've never heard of it. So we, our friends are SIF members, and they okay. had tickets for opening night. Oh, okay. And they had to go out of town. 
So we bought their tickets and went to Macaw Hall in Lower Queen Anne. Macaw! Macaw! (laughs) Not the ideal film theater. No. Because it's a huge, like, music theater. Oh, okay. Uh, But it was fine. The bookshop is a quaint little period piece lovely story Sounds of a widow who dreams of opening a bookshop and runs aground runs afoul of some uh local village politics um regarding the old house which she inhabits and turns into the bookshop some rich bitch decides that she wants to turn it into an art uh center a center for the arts this is like in the 50s in england and uh this that be less up my alley <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, uh, rich bitch has a uh she she doesn't like not get in her way so she's trying to spoil emily mortimer's character's experience at every turn it's not it's not quite so uh like pink panthery as i just described or something <laughs> sounds terrifying <laughs> uh but um it was it was fine it was boring um it has some nice little moments. It's very, I don't know, kind of cute. Uh, it takes a darker turn than expected toward the end. Oh. Um, the best part of the movie is, what's his name? Uh, Bill Nye. Who? Bill Nye? I saw that he's in this movie. Whoever is one of the vampires in Underworld, the old guy. <laughs> yeah, it's Bill Nye. Why isn't his Sick name reference. on the top of this? I think uh, he's in that. He's like the sec- Edmund Brundish. Yeah. Yeah, Why it's Bill Nye. his name on the top of this uh, cast list? He's also in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's a great character. Yeah, he's, he's like great. this shut-in old guy who just reads constantly. And they develop a unlikely friendship. They become pen pals. And she sends him like uh, Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. And he's like, please stop sending me any other books and send as many Ray Bradbury books as you can <laughs> at your earliest convenience. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was nice, but I wouldn't really recommend it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That was an interesting event. People really get dressed up for that. Yeah, it's part of the reason why, I, like, one, it's, so you, did you say you got in for free because you have friends? or No, we members? bought their tickets. Kind of expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Like 75 it, bucks a pop or something like that? I think that's for VIP. Oh. I think it was 60 for the total Did anything for both of us. come included besides just the admission? To drink tickets and... Nice. Um, you can take pictures in front of the thing if you want. Right? Yeah. So we were late, as usual. <laughs> of course. Um, it was... I mean, it was seven on a Thursday, so... Oh. Like, Sarah had to come from something, and then parking, of course, in Lower Queen Anne is always terrible, but yeah. for this, it was, like, insane... And then, um, so we we didn't miss any of the movie, but by the time we got up to the front door, there's like no one going in, and they have a red carpet <laughs> out for people to walk up, and uh, we had no idea that like women were going to be wearing like their evening gowns to this thing. Uh. So like I show up wearing you know jeans and a t-shirt, so I was just wearing <laughs> like whatever she wore to school, and we just stroll up this red carpet. I was actually like, let's go up right here, and she's like, no, no. She starts to like pull me away from the red carpet, but. It's totally fenced off. Like, you have to go up the red carpet to get in the front door. Uh, 
And then uh, they take you into more of like the city center, and you know where the um, the ice skating area is in the in there. Yeah. The ice skating area. Yeah, there's a little ice skating rink like kind of near the Space Needle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, up up in there, there's uh, just a little room that they had set up with people doing hors d'oeuvres and some drinks and stuff. So hmm. it was kind of cool. Hmm. Oh yeah, nice. But I guess last year they did. Um, the big sick, so yeah, really fell off this year for the bookshop. <laughs> well, was there two different openings then, or whatever? Or I like... thought I swear, sorry to bother you, was opening night, and uh, the new Gus Van Sant is closing night. I think, or maybe vice versa. That's what I thought. Maybe I read it wrong because clearly, I mean, I did Google it. Maybe there's a difference between opening night and the film festival gala or something. Well, no, I thought it was the opening night gala, but no, I did Google it, and you were right. I mean, that is mm. that's the. I mean, I didn't check the rest of it, but anyway. Speaking of SIP, are we seeing uh, anything? First oh, yeah. Reformed. We gotta, I gotta buy our tickets, I think. But first Reformed. Yeah. It's on Tuesday at seven. This upcoming Tuesday. If we're trying to go. Yeah. Shit. Seven where? Uptown. Uptown. I can do that. It's gonna be a busy week, but yeah, I can do that. I could probably do it, Tom. We can take we can take this off air. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need you to lock it in on air. Tom, right now, here yeah. now. Well, I have to fly to Denver on Wednesday. I'm kidding. Oh, shit. Denver? I think I can make it happen. Yeah, Colorado. Oh. The Mile High City. Never heard of it. For work, I'm assuming. <laughs> For work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, okay, I uh, I'll do another one. Uh, I watch first time watch Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. Starring Nicolas Cage and uh, the Valley Girl. I don't know her name. I don't, I'm not going to pull it up on IMDb. But Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer as the Valley Girl. It was great. I really liked it. It's, uh, you it's know, they, what's it about? Yeah. So it's about these girls who live in the Valley. They're in <laughs> high school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Valley, meaning like the San Fernando Valley in California, which is where I'm from. Uh, so it's these high school girls uh, and they talk, you know, when you think like a Valley girl accent, like I think this movie is kind of what like as far as pop culture references when people think of like the Valley girl, like they're they're playing into that, you know, like, oh, it's totally killer. Like, I don't I can't I can't do a good Valley girl voice. But, like, <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um <laughs> Basically, oh, it's totally killer. So I'm not up on, on my that. Valley Girl yeah. slang, but uh, uh, there's these high school kids who are like pretty preppy and they're pretty like sheltered uh, and they throw this party and they see these guys at this beach. And Nick Cage is one of them. And he's like, what? Hunk. And he's like, he's, they call him a hunk, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, someone invites him to their party and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. he ends up showing up to the party and he like you know locks eyes with this chick and they have this moment and then he gets kicked out of the party because he gets in a fight with her ex-boyfriend there's this whole thing he's a cool guy and then it's the whole movie is like her torn between like this guy who's like kind of a dick but he's like more like what people expect her to date and then nick cage who's like takes her to these like clubs that they get into for free and they get free drinks and he's just a kind of badass you know and he's like you know he's basically a non-conformist even though he's like totally a conformist Mm -hmm. um but it was it was funny like it was it was entertaining nick it's weird seeing nick cage that young like this movie came out in like 80 
seven or something. It was pre-Raising Arizona, yeah. like maybe post-Moonlight. Not Moonlight. Moonstruck? Oh. The one with Cher? Moonstruck. Moonstruck? Yeah, it's, it was right around that time. Um, it was weird seeing him that young. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was it was, it was was entertaining. Uh, I laughed quite a bit. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's a little corny, but in a, in a sweet the, way. Is uh, the Starlet someone that became famous? I didn't recognize her, but here, I'll check and see what her name was. Um, there was one uh, one of her friends. Oh, it's 1983. It's even earlier than I thought it was. Starlet Johansson. Star- <laughs> uh, Deborah Foreman, mm. Elizabeth Daly. Mm. I don't right. I don't recognize any of these Nick names. Cage is the only one. Nick Cage is the only one. Went on to be somebody. Directed by Martha Coolidge. Somehow I give Nick Cage a pass on uh, embarrassing careers, but Adam Sandler, I just. <laughs> but Nick Cage, Nick Cage has like done some really really good shit like yeah. Adam Sandler has done like you know a couple like oh that's interesting Nick Cage yeah. Nick Gone Cage gave seconds. us <laughs> yes, the, awesome. the pinnacle of his career Con Air uh, Con yes. Air The Rock National Treasure <laughs> National Treasure 2 Leaving Las Vegas Mount is really Rushmore good or whatever yeah um, anyway uh, Bringing Out the Dead he was in that Scorsese movie. oh yeah anyway Valley Girl was really good I enjoyed Stay it that movie um, sucks. Snake Eyes? Yeah, I've never seen that. It's bad. Um, that's it for me. I rewatch Adaptation, speaking of Nick Cage, but mm-hmm. I've talked about it before on the show. It's one of the best movies ever. Um, I got two. Rewatched um, Doctor Strange. Nice. Liked it better than the first time. Uh, I wasn't watching it on a plane, so I think that helped. Always does. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot the first time Watch for You was on a plane. Yeah. I don't know if I really need to talk about it, but it, it's a good Marvel movie. I liked it. I, I think I was inspired to rewatch it because I liked Doctor Strange in Infinity yeah, War. So yeah. Cool. I liked his, uh, you know, his little, his powers and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I watched Prospect, which is that movie I talked about earlier. Yeah, before we were recording. Yeah. yeah so they had a, I think I brought it up on the podcast a few weeks ago because yeah, they were at South by and made locally. And it was, it was okay. It was neat. It had some cool ideas. The premise is that there's a uh, father and daughter who are coming to this planet that looks a lot like Earth, but isn't Earth to harvest these gems that you can find underground that are worth a ton of money. But they, it, it's kind of toying with the idea that it's a space age but they're still prospectors so they don't have a lot of money all their equipment's like really out of shape um and it, and, you know, it has a low production value but um it looks a lot like like the original star wars movies you know like they're carrying around these it's backpacks kind of shabby. That kind of shabby and like just the aesthetic that they go for where it doesn't look modern you know like a modern take so it's kind of cool that they did their own thing, but I also just don't really like the aesthetic that much. Um, and there are a couple of like kind of ticky tacky things that bothered me. Ticky tacky. Ticky tacky. Nitpicky. Uh, okay, I was like, well, what the fuck is ticky tacky mean? <laughs> <laughs> is that not? I, I whatever. It's new to me if it is a thing. I don't know. Just like they're they're doing a very specific process right but they don't seem to have specialized equipment for it like they have a little bit but they mainly look like they're just sort of winging it with a knife oh sure (laughs) uh and you really have to suspend your 
your disbelief because you're clearly in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Everywhere they're walking around, I'm like, that is a fir tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was still it was still cool. I'd encourage, especially people from the Northwest, to check it Can out. Can you see it right now? I I don't think so. I think it did get bought, um, but it was just doing one night at the Egyptian. So mm-hmm. like the the creators, the writers and directors and producers were there. And you went to school with them or something? Or? No, no. I went to school with uh, the the guy who did the score. Mm. And I think his brother was either one of the directors or writers or both. How was the score? It was good. Um, yeah, it, the score was good. It's like he does a lot of orchestra or some symphony. Orchestral. Type, orchestral music, yeah. So they had some of that with like choirs. I don't know where they got. Or no? Huh? Can you compare it to anything? Mm. Under the skin? No, <laughs> well, I don't know. Kind of like the sense of like swelling grandeur that you get in kind of some of the later scenes, like a Alexander <laughs> Dubois, no. yeah, like Shape of Water guy. No, not like that. Well, too, not as a uh, as big. Budget. More strings, less piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, there's choir. I don't know where they got the choir, but it it. Like the music was good, but the writing wasn't good enough to uh, live up to the kind of grandiose moments that we were supposed to be experiencing. Sure. Because um, there's like people who die and there's never really like a grieving period for anybody. I don't know. It, it, it just seems kind of like a first effort. Sure. But cool mm. anyway. Makes sense. All right. Anyone got anything else besides uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Is that it for you, Tom? That's it for me, yeah. That's it for me, too. All right. Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I have to say about it. Not a lot. Um, <laughs> I watched it in two sittings. It's been a rough two weeks at my house, okay? How embarrassing for you. <laughs> what? Two sittings? I know, right? Well, I started it, yeah. It's really out of character. Yesterday, and then I had to finish it this yeah. morning. I didn't tell you guys, but I watched Paris, Texas in two sittings. Ugh. how far did you get the first time i got to uh right before the uh right before the father and son leave together to go back to texas oh okay so so the la scenes it's actually a pretty natural stopping point i didn't know that at the time but yeah okay i'm okay with that good it happens you know quit stalling anyways yeah uh (laughs) like all of his movies it looked good yeah um you go on a journey slash adventure with the three main characters but the journey itself i don't think was that interesting and i didn't find it that funny no i didn't really grasp this movie like the first half hour i was not very into it so going back to it this morning was like out of i need to finish this not like oh let's see what happens next <laughs> you know like that um, part where they get they get in the fight the on the pepper train. spray is yeah, the best part i love you but i'm gonna pepper yeah. spray you in the face <laughs> that was the best part <laughs> um but besides that yeah I, I don't know i just feel like it didn't really go anywhere who are the stars <laughs> in this one uh owen wilson adrian brody adrian brody and jason schwartzman yeah Adrian Brody. They play brothers. Brody. Which, they look like brothers. They all Schwartzman got and Brody. fuck noses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the time is spent on the train of the Darjeeling. You didn't like the, the love interest between us. Adrian Brody, right? Adrian Brody and... Uh, no, it's Jason Indi- Schwartzman. Jason Swar- oh, yeah. right. Jason Schwartzman and the, the Indian That stuff chick. was okay. 
I feel like there could have been maybe a little bit more of it. I just love the colors, you know, like the the costuming and the. Did did yeah. you watch it with uh, the hotel Chevrolet? Yeah, I you did. did. Watch that, okay. And that felt. Kind what of is that? Pointless. What are you talking about? <laughs> so uh, uh, there's a short film um, that accompanies the movie that screen theatrically so you would you would see hotel chevalier or whatever and then darjean limited but they're they're related the the short film is basically uh setting up Hmm. jason schwartzman's character who's like a writer setting him up for the movie itself um and it's it doesn't really add that much to the movie i think it's good it's natalie portman is in it she's not in like the actual film itself but she's in the short film Hmm. um yeah bummed you didn't like it as much as i like it would you say it's your least favorite of his that you've seen? Or? It's definitely near the bottom of the ones I've seen. It's so good, though. Man, his setting is always so distinct. Like, it's such a character for Wes Anderson. It's either a hotel yeah. or a train or yeah. a trash island or a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> or prep school. Yeah, or like a kid's, uh, I don't know, what is that, like a getaway <laughs> Island summer camp or summer something. camp yeah. yeah oh yeah hmm. i don't know i'd never thought of that before but once you said train but yeah like, Man, it it's was... like the final frontier for for wes <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for his airplane movie <laughs> uh okay well bummed you didn't like it as much as i like it but i still yeah. haven't seen it so. i do something you should you should catch up you, we can we've still given you a lot of homework but we can still odd man out travis that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Fucked. I'm uh actually speaking of homework. I was going through my list of movies I have to watch, and I was also going through <laughs> Josh too. Brolin's movies. Yeah, and yeah. then I saw that he was an old boy, and now I'm much more excited to see Old Boy. That's he's in the new Old Boy though. You don't want to watch yeah. the new one. Oh what? I didn't know there were two Old Boys. Yeah, Spike Lee remade Old Boy. Oh shit. Yeah, you don't want to watch that one. I would be curious to watch that one. I've never seen it. I would be yeah. curious, but that's not the one. No, that's that not the wasn't one you want that to watch. wasn't super well received. You want to watch the Korean original of Old Boy. So, which one's on Netflix? Both. What? Or well, I I know I'm the old sure. one is. I don't know about the new one, but okay. the old one is, yeah. All right. Well, old Old Boy is on there. Where he's wearing those like really ugly ass sunglasses. It's got crazy black hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah, that's the Korean one. Okay. Yeah. Now Spike Lee did uh did the the remake. Was it Will Smith in that? No, no. No, Smith. he was Josh Brolin to the... be in it. Oh right, and then they went with Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, that brings us to the Rotten Tomatoes game for this week. Uh, Travis, it is your turn. Yeah. What have you got in store for us? Speed Racer. <laughs> yeah. Visually pleasing. I used to love the cartoon. <laughs> well, I didn't. Cartoon no, you didn't, like, you didn't like Speed Racer. Nothing ever happened. Ah, speed, it pretty they, much tries to speed racing is what happened, dude. No, it's the like another cartoon. It's like a worse version of Dragon Ball Z. It's like, will he win the race? Find out next week. <laughs> will yeah. he win the race? He's <laughs> still going. I bought, the, <laughs> I bought the complete series on Blu-ray. It was like it was super cheap, so I, why not? But mm-hmm. I only watched the first two episodes. I think <laughs> it was okay so far. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, by so, the yeah. Wachowskis. Yes, yep. I would say it's mainly known for its visuals, and that's the most, like, the biggest takeaway from it as well. But it, it is like very goofy, just like the the anime. Yeah, 
Well, so okay. let's let's get into it. Hey, our what's picks. our current standing? I think you're up by two. You're up by two because you you beat Travis last week. So mm. let's not. Sounds right. So yeah, if I if it. I win <laughs> this, I'm gonna be within one again. All right. So Matt guessed fifty two percent. Tom guessed seventy percent. Actual score forty percent. Yeah. Shit. Closing the gap. Loser. Matt. So hey. how long do you, <laughs> how long do you think this movie is? Dude, I hope it's about two and a half hours. Seventy-five minutes. One hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> Fuck me! That's not too bad. What? It's not what Paris, do you mean it's not too bad? Two hours and fifteen minutes. That's yeah, dude. That's look at that 40%? cover, though. Look at that dope cover. Oh my! That's a terrible cover, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible cover. I actually have people do really like that movie. Who are people? No, it's cool. Who? <laughs> Is this Han Solo? Alden, no, whatever. that's Emil Hirsch, and then oh. uh, what's it? Matthew Fox, right? Is that his name? Matthew Fox? No, what's this guy? I don't name? know. I don't know. Yeah, who's the guy Fox. from Shit. yeah from Lost. Lost? Yeah, yeah. It's Matthew okay, Fox. yeah, he's the bad guy. Oh, interesting. Ugh, get excited. <laughs> you might want to yes. like. You might want to be under the influence of something while you watch that. It's like Speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, John Goodman and Susan Sarandon, huh? Yep, they're the parents. Yeah. Hell yeah. Christina Ricci's in it. What's she like? A uh, love interest who's kind of like a fangirl? I, I believe so, yeah. Mm. Cool. Well, have fun with that one, Tom. Well, it's really in here. Get excited. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be Snake Eyes. Um, are, okay. you, are you ever going to watch the Raid 2, though? Honestly. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because. <laughs> You've had it over you now. Uh, uh, your brother Travis, he uh, he told me that he went back and listened to the Get Out episode. That's when you gave Tom. Oh. That was February of last year. <laughs> wow. Well, I have to watch it now. Right. We've been saying that for a year for and fifteen months. months. Exactly. Well, you know what? Maybe if I hadn't lost the fucking Rotten Tomatoes game, I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that any. Well, I don't any have time episode. now. Gotta squeeze in this uh, two hour fifteen minutes. So no time. I think for I just. Two. No, I can't assign it though because Matt's seen it. Yeah, or else I would. We should honestly, we should just like pick a time to hang out, like and just. just you watch still it. need to watch. The I've only children. seen it once. That's true. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it with somebody because it's like so brutal, and I don't have anybody it's to so awesome. to I'm go super down. with. You know, maybe we can uh, go check out. You can show Tom your new place, and we'll uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, break in that TV. Ooh, let's break in both break of them. In. Let's get the second one going and. We'll play this. We'll play Raid Two on the new TV and Raid One on the old yeah. TV, and then we'll play <laughs> yeah. them side by side. Don't do that. I'll just watch Raid One again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, next time we record Solo, a Star Wars story, yes. and probably something else. Sicario. I think that might be a little later in June. Uh, Hereditary's. Early that's June. early June. That may not be the weekend so next weekend's memorial day and the weekend after that i think hereditary is the week I, after i that, think so too june i think it's 8th. like june 6th or something i'm, I'm already, pretty hyped on that i'm already freaked out the big one is gonna be solo though so we'll probably cram another one in um but we'll be back we'll be back in a couple weeks for show low as always for show low yeah for show low for show low, show low. <laughs>
thank you everybody for listening to our show uh leave us a review on uh, itunes it'll boost our visibility like us on facebook follow us on twitter at cinephile digest shoot us an email cinephile digest at gmail.com we will be back in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. thank you everybody for listening y'all stay safe out there see ya signing off I once saw a sunset so vivid and warm that I swore it was perfect. I once had a lover, I'm not sure if I'll recover, but I know it was worth it. Then last night in the car, the falling raindrops looked like stars, a summon calculus.